Thank you for tuning in to the Play On Podcast. My name is Joe Nemro. I'm filling in for Nano Taggart this week. Today we will be speaking with festival founder Fred C. Adams and associate education director Josh Stavros. Both are co-directing this year's Green Show. Fred C. Adams founded the festival in 1961 here in Cedar City, Utah, and has remained involved guiding the festival as a producing director and executive producer, as well as an actor and director. Josh Stavros joined the festival 12 years ago and has been involved as a co-director of Playmakers Productions in the Education Department and assistant director for Midsummer Night's Dream in 2011. Thank you, Fred and Josh, for being here this morning. It's preview week. Yes. How do you feel with your show right now? It's preview week. How do we feel with our <laughs> show? <laughs> I was just talking to David Ivers uh, about this. I, it was something that I hadn't really experienced before. show started at 7.10 last night. About 7 o'clock, 6.55, I just got anxious. I never, I'd never gotten. I, the show's fine. The actors yeah. are great. We knew we feel we felt we're, good we're about, comfortable it. about it. But all of a sudden, there's you got anxious. Three hundred people sitting Josh. outside. Oh, I got like <laughs> heart in my throat. Like, oh, are they going like, like it? it? What if they don't like it? And then the show went up, and everything was fine. Yeah. But I'm feeling really good today, given the experience oh, we had. I didn't. I didn't have any. Uh, I didn't have any anxiety last night. Well, you're at all. This is. This is. Uh, you're this, an old, uh, a little old, old hand. Oh, let's push the word old while we're at this, shall we? <laughs> See, I stuttered uh, over. No, but it, but it, uh, uh, I just, I just felt there's enough of the old stuff in that people have liked and have remembered that it would be fun. And and Christine's dances have been so fresh that I thought, ah, they're they're gonna like it. Come on, and and it's and it's free. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> complain about that. So why do we care? The Green Show is an important part of the festival for many years, and it has been. It is. Since the beginning. And as it's been said that it's returning back to its roots, what do you see as the purpose of that shift maybe or the direction that now you see from now and into the coming years with the Green Show? Well, why don't you, Fred, why don't you talk well, a little bit about how, it, how why, it came about? The, the, the yeah. why yeah. Of, the, of the Green Show was, was, was never in question. The why of the Green Show was um, uh, uh, an entertainment or a, a, a passage of time for our patrons to kind of bridge that asphalt and chrome exterior uh, world that they have driven from into uh, the 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 world of, of Shakespeare, into the world of of of, of the historical world of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, we felt uh, if if they could hear some of the music and 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 uh, relax and forget the office and forget the yard work that needs to get done and forget all of those things. And and just just be entertained, but entertained in a mood, uh, in a mode actually that mm-hmm. that uh, that embraces the the play that they're going to be seeing. Um, that we would be doing them a service, and that was primarily our purpose. The pr- original purpose of the Green Shows during the Shakespeare's time was, of course, to uh, entertain uh, the groundlings enough that they'd get peaked and they'd say, "Let's let's pay a penny and go on in and see the play as well." But they'd they'd watch the dancing bears and the and they'd watch the 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 mimes and the puppeteers and the jugglers and all of that, and they'd get all turned on by that, and then they could get them into to buy tickets. So. Uh, it had a it had an ulterior motive then. Ours is not quite so ulterior, but uh, but it's to a preparation, a, a, a psychological preparation. Hmm. And then in answer to sort of the return, the you know the return that's been that we've heard a lot about and talked a lot about is that 
it was interesting approaching this because you'd ask different people what it was that they felt and what they wanted in mm -hmm. terms of a nostalgic experience. And no one had the same answer. No one did. And so as we approached sort of creating the show this year, we thought, okay, this is really about a feeling and about there's no specific dance or exp or singular experience that they've had that they could put that anyone could put a finger on or that we'd had. We just sort of knew a feeling of that transition yeah. and think keeping it about song and dance and fun and making it so that whether you walked in halfway through or you'd been there the whole time, right. there was something there that you didn't feel like you'd missed anything. Yeah. And no plot line. And no, yeah. That was very mm -hmm. important. That, that story can be told through character as well as plot. And yeah. that there's those, those actors and performers still have a story to tell, but it's shown us through their dance and their singing and their character rather than through a beginning, middle, and end of a plot. And that was, I, if I had to pick one single thing that I feel like is at the heart of "Quote unquote," the old green shows. Mm -hmm. It's that. It's it this, was that. It's this. It's it's just character and song and dance, yeah. and that when those are put together in the way that that you get you get that nostalgic transition yeah. experience. You do between you do. where you're coming from and where you're going and where you're now going. And if I'm not mistaken, you both wrote the script for the show. Correct. We did, and it's going back to that character driven. And, and, and by the way, we're still writing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 you, you added some lines. Uh, uh, is, it, is that for the Scottish night? Yeah, I just added lines. Our, our, our last dress rehearsal, we added a few more lines to clarify a, and he a said, transition this, in a moment. This isn't working. And he, he wrote something. So well, we'll see if they remember it. <laughs> <Tonight>. <laughs> and is that some of the difficulty as well as having three different shows, the English night, Scottish night, and our Irish night, which are both are all done on different evenings? Mm -hmm. Writing all those to work does that does that present a challenge? I, I, we didn't write them to to work one with another. I mean, we didn't care about that. We wrote them as separate, literally as separate entertainments, so that somebody who comes to see one doesn't have to have seen the other two. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, number one and number two, our our choreographer very wisely asked, "Could we work the the green shows one at a time instead of do uh, instead of do a, a, a an afternoon of a rehearsal of some Scottish dancing and some Irish dancing and some English dancing. Do only English when we're doing English. Do only Scottish when we're doing Scottish. So it kind of locked it yeah. into the kids as well. We rehearsed it like it was three shows over three the course separate of the shows. six weeks. Uh, and from a creative perspective, and, I, and, it, and it didn't initially start this way, but it was clear right as we started rehearsals that we'd structured the shows as sort of a dance-heavy show. Uh, a sort of audience interaction, singing with a little bit of dance, and then a singing heavy with a little bit of dance show. So there are three, each of the three nights have it's song, on. dance, and a little bit of speaking, but they all, beyond their culture and country of origin, they also have their own flavor in terms of yeah. what you're seeing and hearing. And I think yeah. that's a testament to Fred's experience with The Green Show, in mm -hmm. that he knew that, well, we need to put a little more of this on this night, and because we put so much of this on this night, we need to put a little more... Of that on that night, just to yeah. balance it all out, balance it. and also to give every one of those eight uh, performers, and though and and there are eight very articulated and distinct performers. Those they, they work beautifully as a whole, but every single one of those kids has a has a personality and a, and a real shining moment, mm -hmm. and and a lot of that was because Josh and and Christine uh, at the very beginning started saying, well, we ought to, uh, we ought to take care of, we ought to advantage her voice here. We took advantage of his dancing here. So each one of them kind of gets in the three nights 
they get a a, a, a moment of that's really theirs. Well, the other uh, the other interesting thing uh, is as far as the historical approach, one of the things when I started working here twelve years ago, the Green Show cast was its own cast. They called themselves the oh, Revels yes. Company, they were the and they company. were responsible for three Green Shows and the Royal Feast, which was our which was our dinner theater experience. And that's all they did. That was their whole experience. And when we stopped doing the Royal Feast, and they didn't even get to know the rest of the company. A lot of I times, mean, really, they, didn't, they didn't get. They the, were their own. They didn't integrate, and they worked much. well usually as their own ensemble. When when we stopped doing the Royal Feast. Uh, wisely, the uh, uh, executive director and artistic directors at the time said, well, now we have these eight or nine wonderful performers. Let's integrate them into the musical, as in the ensemble. And so then it was they to be only the musical then. So they could bring dancers and singers in to help with the musical. And at that point, it, they became just part of the whole company, which was really good for them. And it, it didn't always mean, it, it meant occasionally that there wasn't always a really cohesive, tight Green Show cast because no, they, they were always in other things or they thought of it as a secondary experience. And and and, there, and and almost every one of them came with the idea that the musical was the reason they had been brought here, hmm. not the Green and, Show. And arguably it probably was. And to a degree that was. True. But what's interesting about this year is because Into the Woods isn't an ensemble musical in the same way that other musicals are, uh, Brian and David did a really interesting thing and they cast every, they cast our Green Show performers in multiple shows. So a lot of them are in Into the Woods. Almost all of them are in Sense and Sensibility. Two of them are in uh, Measure for Measure, and one of them is in Twelfth Knife. Twelfth Knife, yeah. And wow. what that's done is so that they're spread out through the company. But another interesting thing happened, for whatever reason, they are a really cohesive Boy. group. They, they, they belong to one another. They really do. Wow. They, and they, they party together. They, 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 they go to Josh's house to watch uh, <laughs> HBO together. I mean, in other words... They've become they become kind of a cohesive unit, um, they, and 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 they're very accepted and 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 in in uh, in their casts. Oh yeah, Sense and Sensibility, for example. Um, I mean that show couldn't run without them. No, I mean no. it's a show of chairs, wow. and they do all the chairs. So I mean they they have and then in Into the Woods, three or four of them are named roles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack and the Beanstalk and Rapunzel, uh, Rapunzel yeah. and, and one of Cinderella's step- sisters. Uh-huh. So it's been fun from a from direct, a directing standpoint to watch yeah. and work with this really great ensemble who are talented individuals who have come together and work really well together. And I think that's another magic element of yeah. what I hope people see in The Green Show is that this is a group of people who really care about each other, enjoy spending time together, and put that up on the stage for everyone to see yeah. six nights a week. And I think an, I, an interesting thing that I have to share with you, because over 53 years of watching green shows, I traditionally have gone to the green show performers at the end of a, of a performance, you know, and said, well done, thank you, how do you feel? And uh, invariably they would be pooped, they would be exhausted, they're oh, we're glad it's over type thing. I, I talked to three of ours last night, because I didn't go to the rehearsal after us, and uh, every one of them, uh, they said, "I said, are you tired? No, not at all. Oh, wow, we're just thrilled. We've had we've had a, we had a wonderful hour. So um, I think attitude has really, attitude has really pulled this this group together. Wonderful. Have you noticed in your collaboration as creative artists and collaborating together artistically, as well as what you mentioned?" how the actors come together. Have you noticed your skills individually come together to do that? How How is the collaboration well, don't really work talk, between you? Yeah, don't even talk to me about gigabytes or <laughs> megabytes or other bytes other than mosquito bites. 
<laughs> I don't comprehend them. Josh, right from the very beginning, Josh, uh, and with Hillary, I have to say Hillary, our musician, our violinist, uh, was totally instrumental in finding us a, a huge catalog of music mm -hmm. that would work for Irish, for Scottish, and for English uh, uh, evenings. Uh, and, and then Josh was able to translate her library uh, into computer so that we could hear them and 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 pick and choose and say oh this will work or this work I couldn't have done that if she'd have brought me some CDs or even if she brought me some some cassettes or if she'd brought me a, a an LP <laughs> I I would have been able to very comfortably dis discover what we wanted but when it when it comes in 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 that form in in a form of megabytes and gigabytes I have no comprehension Josh Josh waded through all of that and and just kind of carried me along but. It, and 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 I think the attention has to be paid to to our 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 musician, mm -hmm. uh, all of our musicians really, yeah. uh, because in the Irish night we have three wonderful wonderful musicians, but uh, uh, Hillary who is who is our violinist and drummer and guitarist and recorder, and recorder player and sham she plays the sham she wow. plays all the instrumentations that we want to to flesh out and and to finish up some of the the score much. In, all the all but about three numbers, I think, were, uh, were, were, off, were out of her catalog, out wow. of what she had provided as a as a as a shopping list for us. Brian and David had asked us individually if we wanted to work with each other before we actually talked to each other about right, directing, right. and we both said yes, and then got together. And for my money, the best conversation was that first one because we realized we were on exactly the same page, absolutely individually about where we wanted it to go, oh, and yeah. so. From a co-directing standpoint, sometimes when you have co-directors, you can have either slightly divergent visions or yeah. or it, it isn't always, it is everyone's always, not on the same page, but I feel like yeah. at least that, yeah, but you have that to, we I, were... Yeah, we have to also understand we have a history because Josh and I had the privilege of directing A Midsummer Night's Dream. She was it four years ago now? Almost. Wow. Yeah. I think okay. it was 2011. Was it 11? Our, it was our 50th anniversary. 50th anniversary. Oh, yeah, 11. 11. But, uh, but we... Uh, we uh, so we had we had that experience together, which was I thought was great fun. We had a we had a great a good time with that. Um, he covered a whole lot of things that I didn't and couldn't have, and it's um, so we 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 worked well. And I thought this is this wasn't uncomfortable. No, not at all. And it's you know it's so great in a rehearsal for the for the choreographer and for everybody, me included, to, to, as we're working through something and we get to a place where it's like, well, okay, now how will this work? And here's the guy who's seen it grow and has seen every iteration of every green show over 53 years and can say, you know what, that's going to work really well right here. Mm -hmm. That's not going to work well at all. Let me, let, me, mm -hmm. let me clean this up. Let me clean that up. And just having the steady hand of an experienced director. I think, just, I think yeah, there, we, we both brought something to the table. The interactive part of the show is some of my favorite parts of the green show, how apart from the other shows during the festival, yes. the actors interact with us as an audience and even go up onto the stage and participate what is that like in creating that, or is it really the talent of the actors that really bring that out, and you just say go for it? Or I'd like I'd like I'd like to address this just for a second because we we were blessed to have one of our company of eight dancers. We were blessed to have one that had done the Green Show last year, Molly. Mm -hmm. Molly had done the Green Show, so she knew about interaction. If we hadn't had her, if we had started fresh with with eight kids 
from all over the country that had no idea about what the Green Show was, uh, it would have been pulling teeth. It would have just been the most difficult, I think, mm -hmm. the most difficult thing because I have watched screen shows over the years when they have tried to get them to interact and try to interface and to pull an audience up and, and that and, and, and the resistance that, that a director felt consistently from, from performers. But Molly was there to say, trust me on this one, kids, go for it, just try it. And, and in that sense, she brought a, uh, she, she brought a shoehorn. Wow. Well, yeah. The, the other thing to understand from a from a sort of training perspective is the Green Show is kind of unique. It is, and I realize that that's I, I said kind of and unique, but it really is unique in that this type of show got, doesn't get done very often. That it's a kind of devised piece in a historical setting that has a script that's created every year, and it's dependent upon individual talents and, and then the, the show will morph. <laughs> and the, yeah, and then there's growth and in, 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 improvisation and extemporaneous. Yeah. performance and it doesn't get taught that not, way not in, in, in universities in, universities. in a lot of ways hmm. and so it's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a translation process when you bring people in who haven't experienced or seen it before even here at SUU yeah. because this isn't this isn't a show and part of what we think yeah. has happened over the last 20 or so years is the sh is the green show experience has morphed into a play where you, the audience comes and they sit and they watch, watch. and the things happen on stage and then, and then they, the play ends and, and they go they and see another and play. And we have both felt very strongly from that, the beginning the that, that there's got to be a blurred line between the stage and the we audience. have to blur that. And we have got to blur it. They're a part of it. And so that was, and, and to Molly's credit, she helped people sort of change the vision us. and they've run with it. And, they, and they did. And they did run with it. Uh, the, uh, there, I didn't even feel resistance. No, I think... I think there was maybe questions about, okay, will this really work? And then we had people at our dress rehearsals. We had we invited yeah. some townspeople uh, here, in, yeah. and they were like, oh, oh, right, oh, oh, okay. oh they really are listening. Oh, they, oh, they really do. Want well, they don't. They don't mind coming up and involving yeah. <laughs> themselves. Uh, but uh, our, our Scottish night is our heavily involved night, and that was intentional. Hmm. Uh, we we thought for most for most of our audience, the first green show they're going to see is going to be the English. Because traditionally, I'd say 60% of our audience sees the plays in that order, A, B, C. Mm -hmm. So English is going to be the first one they see. So we, we had a little, we have a boy come up and hold the maypole, and, and a boy comes up and they recite a sonnet to him. And, and then we have the children at the, over at the puppet show. Uh -huh. But other than that, it's not an involved uh, audience involvement show. Well, they, we ask them to clap and a few things, but that's about all. But in Scottish Night, uh, we ask them to do all kinds of things, and uh, and to come up on the stage and to perform and, and to sing along, sing along, and and that sort of thing. And um, and we think that the experience of the previous night, then moving into the Scottish Night, the audience is kind of now on our page. They've kind of said, "Oh, okay, uh, we we trust these youngsters. We trust them." <laughs> And, and, we, and we have that kind of thing. Then on Irish night, uh, we kind of slap them in the face with it all. <laughs> yeah, there's some... I, Irish night, we... Uh, Breaks the mold. We, we took a page from Peter Sham, the director last year, who yeah. sort of did some experimentation with The Green Show, and he came up with what the best way to describe is a concert format. So instead of singing and dancing in a historical setting, he had a little bit more of a contemporary approach where they were still singing folk songs, uh, but less it didn't feel like, like it was period yeah song. so we loved it and went with that for the irish night 
Well, it our audiences loved it. Yeah. That was the whole thing that for us, uh, both Josh and I saw that last summer. Audiences liked the Irish night. Mm -hmm. They really mm -hmm. liked it. They liked the contemporary quality of it. They liked the in-your-face quality of it. And we thought, like I told Josh, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's keep that. And so we even kept the Gale Birds. Yep. The band is back. The band is Old back. poster. <laughs> and and, and, and the, 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 road, the road sign hanging at the back. Yeah. So it's all part of, uh, of uh, the Gale Birds the, uh, tour to Cedar City. The other element that we wanted to try out this year in terms of growth and experimentation is uh, keeping that sort of festival feeling and that that keeping it growing as we added uh, some children this year to Scottish Night. We have yes. two of our great playmakers performers from the local uh, youth theater program that we run through our education department. Uh, two of those wonderful little girls are in Scottish Night. and. That, I think, adds another fun element that's something different that we're excited for. Yeah. Really, that's happening yeah. for us. That's happening for us, tonight. It, that's that's nice. And I have to say, if, uh, I watched carefully because uh, I, I'd like to have more. I would love to involve oh, wow. more children. Oh, yeah. I really would. Uh, but I thought, okay, we'll try it. Josh wisely said, no, let's just go two. Let's just go do two. And then we decided it would be two girls. That was, again, your yeah. decision that it should be the two girls rather than a girl and a boy. So we went with that, and I watched the choreographer through this whole system, and, and the music director, Michael. I watched Christine and Michael through this whole process as they worked with these children, and they did not work with them as children. Mm -hmm. They worked with them as professional adults. They expected every bit as much, probably a little bit more focus on, on, on their detail, simply to make sure that it was set and that they wouldn't be frightened. But they were treated, and right from the very beginning, I have to say, the very first day, each one of the Green Show cast gets up and sings a, a song so that we hear the range in their sort of, voice. We sort of do an assessment of dance skills and singing skills and range and what do you like and what do you do. So and... we know what to, where to put them. And uh, uh, when Michael uh, said, uh, all right, who would like, who'd be the first one to audition? Kaylee popped her hand up and said, I'll go first. I mean, here's a here's a 11-year-old. 10, 11-year-old girl. 11-year-old girl who's, who's said, I'll, I'll do it. Gets up there, does her number, blows the, the group out of the water. She's prepared. And uh, from then it was all, I, they're just part of the group. Found great talent. Yeah. Great talent. What are you both probably most excited about this year's Green Show? I am legitimately excited. As fun as it has been, as, as, as we move into performances, and I'm watching the performances very closely and taking notes as yeah. we finish, I'm excited to turn my head back to the audience. I'm excited to mm -hmm. watch our crowds watch the show because that, to me, is the real testament of our work and yeah. whether or not we were successful. Because we feel at this point... And we're point, not capable, I have to say. We're not capable of doing it yet. No, because no. Because I watched you last night, and I watched... And, uh, 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 the only few times I watched anybody, it was Josh. The rest of the time I was glued <laughs> on, are they doing this? Are they going to get this right? And I'm anxious to watch an audience. I'm excited to see... Because I heard a few comments, people coming up to me and to Fred, and, and yeah. I have some friends who grew... I grew. I went to high school here in town, and so I have some friends who grew up here. You know, we talked a little bit about the Punch and Judy show, and one of my friends from high school came up to me, and she said... She grabbed my arm, and she was so excited. She said... You brought back Punch and you guys brought back Punch and Judy. I remember that so well. I loved it so much. And all she was, 
this 34-year-old woman was as excited as she could be, like yeah. she was 12 years old because this thing that her. she grew up with that I didn't, you know, I came, I didn't move to Cedar Seal mm. until I was in high school. And it was, that was another sort of aha moment uh, for me uh, about how smart Fred was in terms of his approach in yeah. putting, helping put the script together was there's, there's going to be some real connectivity for, for people, Fair people who've been coming for a long time. Years and, and, years. and people who are new will enjoy it too. It's not to say you can't, but mm -hmm. it was so fun to watch her get so excited. Uh -huh about a puppet show. And I'm excited to see that carry through the summer with all three of our shows, I am to too. see people I am too. just be so happy to be at this thing that isn't the main part of what we do. There's so much more in terms of our, our productions, and we recognize our place as part of that, as that transition yeah. and that gateway and entry experience. But we also feel like we're that first impression for a lot of people. And 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 I, I also have to say, because and when we get finally get a chance to turn around and start watching the audience, it's going to be exciting, I think, for us to kind of watch is, uh, how are they relating to it. But it, I, I think it needs to be said, and maybe this is the one place where it's appropriate to say it. Uh, the Green Show is expensive. These kids have to be paid. These kids have to have their housing provided and transportation. These kids uh, have to be costumed. Those costumes have to be made. Those costumes have to be then altered. Those costumes have to be cleaned, dry cleaned, washed every night. Uh, they all had to have shoes, and and it was a, it was a couple of thousand dollars yeah, just for the some Irish specialty shoes. Scottish and Irish shoes uh, and Scottish shoes. This year we had to go. I mean, huge expenses here. Designers had to be paid. Uh, technicians have to be paid to put it all together for us at the beginning and to remove it uh, at the end of, uh, of a performance. Uh, audiences don't realize that. They don't pay anything for this. For sure. And they just think these kids just get up, they grab a costume off of a rack someplace and get up <laughs> here and put on a show. And uh, this is a, this is, these three green shows are as rehearsed as the plays and they are as costly as the plays. We don't have the scenery budget, uh, uh, of course, but we have uh, 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 this, 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 this inexpensive little freebie that the festival provides. And it's the same with seminars. Mm -hmm. Seminars are expensive. They don't, they don't just happen. Those, those directors have to be paid. Uh, technicians have to be paid to set it up and to, and to remove it. And uh, stage management has to handle it. Uh, all of that stuff, all of that costs in order for us to provide it free. Just as we finish up here, Nano likes to ask the question, when did you catch the bug? And I'd like to ask each of you, Josh, you've been here for 12 years and have, as also the associate director of education here and Fred, the founder and been here since, for 53 years. We want to know a little bit what started that theater bug within you that made you do this for the rest of your life. I'll go first because I'm probably less interesting. Uh, it, hit, it hit me in two phases. Uh, I had a great fourth grade teacher who put on Romeo and Juliet, and I ca cast as Tybalt uh, that first year. And I wanted that part more than anything because I went through the script and checked, and Tybalt sword fought more times than anybody else. So that's the part I wanted. I didn't care about the lines or anything else. I wanted to sword fight more. And it was fun, but I, and I liked it, but it wasn't what I was going to do with my life, not for much longer. And then when I... Um, got out of high school and I had a great time. I moved, when I moved, I moved to Cedar City my very first year of high school and it was kind of daunting and scary to come to a much smaller new place. Uh, and I just decided on a whim one day to audition for the school musical um, because I had a friend in Salt Lake City who'd done shows and he always told me how fun the cast parties were. 
So I thought, oh, I'll just do the show. I'll be in the ensemble. Nothing big. I'm brand new. I'm a sophomore. And I'll uh, meet some people. And it'll be fun to, to meet a few new people. And I ended up getting a, a okay role. And it was so much fun. I made friends. And uh, that was my high school uh, mm -hmm. experience. And then when I graduated from high school and was thinking about college, I really got excited about educational theater and I, because I'd realized how much it had meant to me and that I could make a difference make a difference and then I got connected with Michael Barr here at the festival and that was the end oh yeah I'm, he's infectious. I'm, I'm all I'm I'm all in after that yeah. and, and as it, much as I love to act and this directing experience has been amazing I just can't say enough how fun it is to work at a professional theater and I hope I can do it my whole life that's how I caught the bug and wow. he, he caught the bug in the fourth grade and I caught the bug in the third grade <laughs> we were living in a little town my mother was teaching uh, and my father was uh, away. My father was away most of my childhood. Uh, um, it was the Depression, and he had to have work, and then eventually went into school and had to get his schooling. But um, we were in a little town called Clifton, Idaho. Uh, and as a treat one day, and I'm in the third grade, my mother takes me, and we go into the big city of Preston, Idaho, <laughs> to a movie. And I saw my first film. I saw The Thief of Baghdad. You probably don't even know the movie, black and white. But uh, it was an amazing experience for me. And uh, the next Monday, when we got back to, to the third grade, my teacher asked what, uh, what things happened. And I started to explain about The Thief of Baghdad. And she said, uh, she let me tell the story to my class. And I told the whole story. And a very wise, lovely woman, she said, I have an idea, Fred. Why don't, why don't we, you and I, write the story and we'll put it on as a play and you can direct it. And I directed The Thief of Baghdad with the third grade in Clifton, <laughs> oh, Idaho. I mean, with the flying carpet, with the gigantic black spider uh, and the web, with the flying carpet, with the, the genie in the bottle. I did the, we did the whole story. And it was so wonderful and the class had such fun with it. Uh, uh, I had fun writing it, and then we had fun doing it. We did it for other cl other classes, and then it was good enough that they did it for the parents one night. And my father came uh, from Pocatello to see it. And uh, uh, I climbed up on Dad's lap, and, uh, and I announced to him that uh, I was going to be a director. And started from there. And I never changed my mind. Thank you both so much for being here, spending part of your morning during this busy time yeah. and both your schedules and collaborating and doing it together. Thank you so much. Happy to. You betcha. Enjoyed it, Joe. Thank you for listening to the Play On podcast. We have exciting guests coming up with actors of this season's productions. Tune in next week to hear more.